This is the Kitzer of Sicha Beis of Parsha Shmini, in Chelik Yitzayin on page 100. The Rebbe talks about a Pasik that it says after the story where Nadav and Aviyu died on the day of Yom HaShmini Lamiluim. The Pasik says, Vayikra Moishal Mishal Valot Tzafem, Vayemer Aleyam, Kirvu, Su'u Esachechem, Me'ez Pnei HaKadosh, Amichutz Lamachna. So Rashi says, Su'u Esachechem V'Goymer, Carry out your brother, this is like a person that tells his friend, remove the dead person from the place where the kala is, not to disturb the simcha of the kala. So the question, first of all, is, from where does Rashi know to say that Moshe Rabbeinu was telling them to carry out Nadav and Aviyu because of not disturbing the simcha? Why can't it simply be that he's just telling them to go and bury him? Bury them, that is. So the reason is because the Pasuk here says extra words, me'eis p'nei ha'kodesh. Why does it say me'eis p'nei ha'kodesh? So that shows that the idea is to take them out from the place of the holiness where the simcha is taking place. However, this is not enough. The Rebbe doesn't accept this because Rashi in the Dibra Maschal brings the words su'u esachechem. And besides that, the words me'eis p'nei ha'kodesh don't seem to be extra at all. It's being said to explain that it's the point is not only to bury them, but the point is also not to allow the Tumah to remain in a holy place for any extra time. They should rush and take out the Tumah as soon as possible. So from where does Rashi take this idea that there's something unique here about not disturbing the Simcha? Besides that, why does Rashi not just say in short that the point is not to disturb the Simcha. Instead, Rashi adds an analogy of Why is it necessary to bring this analogy? And the interesting thing is that earlier in Parshish Mishpatim, Rashi talks about the fact that the Ebesha didn't want to disturb the Simcha of Matan Teire. And there Rashi simply says, doesn't give this mushal of, of, uh, of a Kala or any kind of a mushal. And also, it's interesting that Rashi uses the expression, like one tells his friend, as if this is some kind of a custom, that the way people behave. In the Gemara and Ksubis, this is actually a halacha. Why doesn't Rashi quote it in a stronger language as a halacha? And also, later on, two later, when it says, that they shouldn't let the hair grow long like a velim, there Rashi brings up the same concept, but there Rashi says a bit differently. Don't act like a velim in order not to disturb the Yebishter's simcha. So what's the difference? Why here, when it comes to carrying out Nadav and Aviyah, does Rashi say that you have to carry them out not to disturb the Kala simcha, which refers to Yidin? And later, when it comes to the Avelos, over there, Rashi says, don't disturb the Eibishter Simcha. What's the difference between the two? So the point over here that Rebbe explains is, the theme of these Psukim is to speak about the celebration of Yoy Mashmini Lamiluim. And therefore, any extra interruption in, in between this, in this subject here is not necessary. The Teire here coming to say with such a big arichis about the fact that you have to carry out the bodies of Nadav and Aviyu and that they have to be buried, and then when it says later, that they carry them out, it's all unnecessary. Why is the Teire getting into all this? Of course they have to be buried. Of course you're not allowed to have Tumah extra in the Beis HaMikdash or in the Mishkan. Why is the Teire talking about all of this over here? So that's a very general question here that these Psukim seem to be extra here. Besides that, the emphasis of Achechem, that this is your brother, it's a relative. Why is the Taylor emphasizing that? First of all, it's obvious. It said before that Mishal and Altsafen were the children of Uziel, Dayidaren, so we know that they're a relative. But besides that, Levim 
if anything, they should be the one that should be involved in the Aveda of the Mishkan and not tend to this thing that will make them Tommy. Instead, Yidin should, Yisraelim should go and do this. If we find earlier by Levi, when it came to carrying the Oren of Yaakov out of Mitzrayim, so Levi, Rashi says before, does not carry the Oren of Yaakov because his Shevet, in future generations, is going to be carrying the Oren, how much more so over here on this day where it's the position of the Levim to do the Aveda and the Mishkan, they shouldn't be tending to carrying out the body of Nadav and Avil. So why is it Titus saying, no, Dafka Chechem are the ones that have to carry it out? So from all of this, Rashi says, what we see over here is that this union of Suas HaChechem is not just a technical thing that you have to take care of, to bury them and so on, but this is actually relevant and, and part of the story of the celebration of Yom HaShmini Lamiluim, and it has to be done Dafke by HaChechem. Because the point of carrying them out is in, to enable the continuation of the Simcha, to remove the disturbance, to enable the continuing the Simcha of Yem HaShmini Lamiluim. So therefore it's being brought over here, and that's why the Pasuk Taka says, Me'ez Penei HaKadosh, that the point of carrying them out is not just a technical thing that has to be done, that they have to be buried, but it's part of the Aveda to allow the continued celebration to, to go along. And therefore, this is done by Achechem, by the Leviim. Just like the Abed of the Leviim was in the Mishkan, to serve the Abed in the Mishkan with singing and so on. So there's the usual Abed that they do in the positive sense to sing in the, in the Mishkan. But also over here, to negate, to remove what doesn't belong, not to allow a disturbance to the celebration, is also part of the Abed of the Leviim. So by appointing Mishol and al to do this Abed, they're not being left out from the, from the Abed, on the contrary, this is part of their Aveda. This is how they're participating in the Simcha by enabling the continuation of the Simcha by carrying them out. And therefore the Pasuk says it has to be done specifically by Achechem. There's another question here though. If the Eibishter himself chose to bring this disturbance here, even though it was in Yom HaShemini Lamiluim, so then why are we saying don't disturb the Simcha? The Eibishter himself chose for this to happen. By Matan Teireh, the Eibishter did not want to disturb it, but here the Eibishter did. So how could we say that we shouldn't disturb the Simcha? So therefore, Rashi clarifies two details. First of all, there was like a no command of the Eibishter to do this, because the Eibishter chose to disturb the Simcha. However, Meish Rabbeinu on his own wanted to minimize the disturbance. Ka'odam, Ka'odam Ha'imel refers to Meish Rabbeinu saying, let us go and take away, like, like it is, by a kala, naturally. Human behavior, if a kala is here and there's a leviat taking place, you don't want them to come down the same route. So, so too, even though the should chose it, it should happen this way, let's try, let's try to minimize, minimize the disturbance as much as possible. It was Moshe Rabbeinu saying this. That's why Rashi brings this mushal and he uses the expression of Ka'odam And Rashi says it's only about minimizing the disturbance as far as Yidin are concerned for the Kala. As far as the Abish is concerned, the Abish is the one that created this disturbance. It doesn't uh, fit to say that we shouldn't disturb for the Abishter. He created this disturbance himself. That was the Abish's choice to make it at this time. That's over here when it comes to removing Nadav and Avil. However, later when it comes to the halacha that it says that an Aaron, Allah's and Isama, should not act with Avelos, that's actually a mitzvah. That was a tzibi from the Abishad, that they should continue doing their Aveda. So over there it says, Simchas Shalmakim. That's not the Odom Aimalach Aveda. That was not Moshe Rabbeinu speaking. That was the Abishad saying, I want them to continue doing the Aveda, to continue my Simcha in the, in the Mishkan. That's why there it actually uses the expression, Simchas Shalmakim. What we see here is, that there is the Simcha taking place, there's also the Avelus, but the Avelus and the Simcha cannot be in the same place. That's what we see from this concept of Haver, there's a Meis, Malafnei Akala, there's a Kala, there's a Meis, 
but we don't want them being encountering each other in the same place. Based on this, the Rebbe says we can understand another very interesting thing in the continuation of the Parsha, where there was this era chattas of Rishchidish that Aaron and his children did not eat, they burnt it, even though usually you have to eat it, but because they were Ainanin, they burnt it. The other two Karbanas chattas they actually did eat, although they were Ainanin, they were commanded by Moshe Rabbeinu to eat it anyways, but not this era Shchidish. Moshe Rabbeinu was upset, it says in the Pasuk by if he says, why didn't you eat it? I told you to eat the Karbanas today. And Aaron Akayim tells him that could I eat this? These the lefnei Hashem, the krivus chatasim lefnei Hashem, but the kren oisikeila v'achalti ayita vene Hashem. Would Eivish want me to eat this carbon? And Rashi explains, Aaron said a very simple thing. If you heard a special instruction from the Eibishter, that although we're Einanen, we still should eat from the Kotche Shah, from the special Karbanas Chattas that were brought for today, that's for the special Karbanas of today. But the Karban Rishchidosh, which is brought in every single Rishchidosh, that has the regular Halacha of an Einanen, and we shouldn't be eating it. That's what Aaron Akayim responded to Moshe Rabbeinu. So the question is, Aaron Akayim's response is so simple. Why did Moshe Rabbeinu not understand this? Why did he get upset? And then when Aaron Akayim gave this answer, Moshe Rabbeinu immediately accepts it. What's going on over here? So the point is, they had a difference of understanding in what was the basis of the reason why the Abish said that they should eat from the Karbanis, although they're in it. Moshe Rabbeinu understood that it's similar to what was said before, that they should not act like Avelim, not to disturb the Eivish to Simcha. So too, they should eat from the Karbanis like regular people that are not Ainanin, in order not to disturb the Simcha. So therefore Moshe Rabbeinu got upset when they didn't eat from the carbon of Rishchidosh, even though it's a regular carbon, and there is a distinction between Kotche Shah and Kotche Daitis, but not as far as this point, not to disturb the Eivish to Simcha and to treat all Karbanis the same, to eat from them, there's no reason to make any difference between Kotche Shah and Kotche Daitis. Therefore, by Yiktsev Moshe. But then, Aaron Akayim pointed out, that's only Lefnei Hashem. On the Mizbeach, the Karbanas should be continued being brought properly, because that's the place where you have to take away the Meis, Lefnei Hakala. But if it's not in the place, Lefnei Hashem, on the Mizbeach, then there's no issue. Even though it's inside the Azadif, we're not going to eat, we're not disturbing the Eivish to Simcha. The Eivish to Simcha is only by the Mizbeach. So this command that we were told to eat, from the Kachi Shah, that's a specific instruction. That's a Hira Shah. And therefore, that's only regarding these special carbonists. It's not regarding anything else. And therefore, regarding the carbon of Rishchidish, which is the regular carbon, that we should not eat. And therefore, Aaron explained this different approach, and Moshe Rabbeinu heard and understood this. A powerful lesson that we could take out of what it says here in the Rashi, going back to the previous Rashi, that Mishol and Al Tzafan had to carry out Achechem, Nadav and Aviv, from the Azara or from the, from the Kodesh. A lady is separated from all worldly matters and he's above all worldly things and he's only in a place of Kaidish. So a person that's on a level of a lady, as the Rambam says that every person can be like a lady, might think to himself, so I don't have to deal with all of this. I don't have to deal with any shmots, any dirt that there is outside in the world. I have to deal just with things in holiness. Here the Pasik says that even the lady himself has to also carry out what does not belong in the Kaidish. In order to make a dirabit tachtainim, it's not only through a seitayv and mitzvahs and so on, but it's also through cleansing the world through surmeirah and making the world a clean place. And that makes it a keli to then do a seitayv and bring all the necessary mitzvahs that have to be done in the world to make the world a dira for the Abishter, bringing down the glory of the Abishter in the world, which will be revealed. Lost at Lavai, the Bias Mashiach Tzitkainu, Bekarev Mamish.